The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. and now my watch begins. Welcome to The Throne Room, the unofficial Game of Thrones internet radio show exclusively on poppychularadio.com. Poppychula Radio, pop culture on demand. Today is Thursday, April 28th, 2016, and I am unbowed, unbent, unbroken, Priscilla of House Martell, and commander of this particular Night's Watch. During tonight's broadcast, we're going to recap, review, and dissect the latest episode of the hit HBO series, Game of Thrones. Please welcome my co-hosts. Winter is coming. It's Brittany of House Stark, Queen of the North. Hello. I was going to kind of do a, an accent, but I'm really bad at that. So hello. Hi, guys. <laughs> Fire and blood. It's Evelyn of House Targaryen, mother of cats. Hi. Yes, I'm more of a cat lady than a dragon lady. But I do command, you know, my clouder of cats. Nice. Iron from Ice, it's Izzy of House Forester, Lord of Ironrath. Oi! <laughs> Hi, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and Valar Morgulis, it's Laura of the House of Black and White, Acolyte of the Faceless Men. Hello, everyone. Now that we've got introductions settled, let's jump into our recap of Season 6, Episode 1, titled The Red Woman, and aired April 24, 2016. Here's the official synopsis of the episode. Jon Snow's corpse is found by Ser Davos, Ed, and a few other loyalists. They take him inside and lock themselves behind a door with him. Thorne assumes command of the Watch. At Winterfell, Ramsay mourns for Miranda while Sansa and Theon escape through the woods. Ramsay's men catch up with them, and they're about to take them captive when Brienne and Pod arrive, kill the men, and the former is accepted into Sansa's service. In King's Landing, Cersei receives Jaime, who arrives with Marcella's body. Jamie promises Cersei they will take their revenge. Obara and Nymeria murder Tristane on his way home from King's Landing. While in Sunspear, Doran and Ariohota are killed by Elaria and Tain after the former learns of Marcella's death. In Marine, Tyrion and Varys find all the ships burning in the harbor. Jorah and Dario continue to track Daenerys, who is taken by the Dothraki to Kal Moro. 
In Bravos, Arya lives on the streets as a homeless beggar, where she's beaten by the wave. In her chamber, Melisandre removes her bejeweled necklace as she reveals her true appearance as an old crone, having seemingly lost faith in her god. As for the ratings, TV by Numbers gave the show a 7.94 million in viewers and a 4.0 in the ratings. So it's still the highest rated show on Sundays. So uh, <laughs> what was everyone's initial reaction to the episode? I'm going to start with you, Brittany. All right. So we wait for this freaking show for like a year. So I was just, I was all hyped. It was amazing. I have to say this episode is a, it's a good, solid, decent episode. This was all set up. Like, you know where everyone's story is going. Like, you know the pathway, but you don't know the destination. If you guys get what I'm saying. Like, we don't know what's going to happen once they get there, but we know where they're going. So, it was all good. We got almost all storylines in this, except for one. But um, it was really good. I loved it. Maybe I'm too biased, but solid episode for me. As for me, like, I saw it and... I don't know, I felt like this was the finale episode. In that, like, in all the other finales, they kind of wrap up all the stories and give you a hint as to what's to come. And in this one, they wrapped up everything that left you hanging the last episode and gives you, give you a hint as to the rest of the season. Like, it wasn't a super strong start for me, but, like, for, for a Game of Thrones episode, it was okay. But, yeah, uh, Evelyn, did you think the same? Yeah, I pretty much thought it was a really good reintroduction to all of, you know, our favorite characters. And it basically just set up the rest of the season and set things in motion. Mm. Izzy, did you feel the same? Um, I agree with you, Priscilla. I, like, I can't, I walked into this, like, feeling like, oh, okay, so we're gonna, I kind of felt like it was gonna give us a little bit more information. But um, my initial reaction was that, that, this felt like a finale. This felt like last season's. Like this would have been a great last season's episode, like finale. Mm-hmm. You know, wrap everything up and kind of set up everything for the episodes to come. And then you know maybe the the second episode start a season. You know, the season's first episode. That's what I felt. I felt like it was like a finale, but it was a first episode. It was like a weird feeling, like oh oh, like that feeling. But as yeah. A first episode. But- I kind of like that it reminded us of where the hell everything was because I kind of felt like everything yeah. was falling apart and I was like, shit, well, what, what's left? And it, it was nice to, to feel that at least. Um, last, Laura. Also, oh. Sorry, uh, go ahead. I also love no, the I, recap in the beginning of the episode. It was yeah, great. It was perfect. I, we need that stuff. Like now that it's been like, what, five seasons already? This is the sixth? Like I miss out on details. Like I need to remember. I'm old. Yeah. Laura, what do you think? Well, to me, guys, unfortunately, I was working when they aired the show. So as soon as I got home, I didn't care. I had school the next day. I st- at midnight, I started watching the episode. Oh, my God. I was freaking out. <laughs> I have no words to describe it. Um, it was a slow for me at the beginning, but I agree with you guys. I'm happy that they actually gave us a recap because some of us that we work, go to school or have a lot of stuff to do. We don't have time to watch the previous season all over again. So I like the recap, but I agree with the guys. This, the first episode will be a perfect, like last episode of last season. And I was upset because Joe Snow was still dead. I was like, no, he's my favorite one. So I was really mad, but I like how everything is wrapping up, how they're telling you like what's going on. 
and I was mad with what they did to the Natties. I'm sorry. She's one of my favorites. But it's picking up really good, though. Like, I'm excited. I'm already waiting for the following episodes. It's torture waiting for each Sunday. It's Game of Thrones, so it's supposed to be torture waiting each Sunday, and you never, like, feel completely at ease with your favorite characters because they always get screwed over. And then it's never <laughs> enough. Like, you watch the episode, and you're like, it's not enough. You need more. Like, it's just... <sighs> And part of me wants to like binge watch it, like just like let it like just continue by itself and not think about it. But like, and then it's like killing, like you gotta watch it, you gotta watch it, you gotta watch it. Yeah, not only that, you gotta watch out for spoilers because you know, it, you can stay off social media all you want. It, I mean, you're gonna get spoiled somehow, and it's it, that's really sucky, honestly. So I would just, yeah, just watch it, just, just, just all enjoy it, it's all suffer together. I think that makes it feel a little bit better because we're all suffering together. We're all waiting for, you know, 8 o'clock on Sunday. So, I mean, we can do this, guys. Yeah. We can do this. <laughs> so and I don't know you guys... A... Sorry, oh, uh... I was going to ask. I don't know if you guys feel like this is a Russian roulette type of thing because you never know who's going to die each episode. It feels That's like a awesome. revolver. I love that. I love that you feel that, like, that nobody's safe. It's kind of how I wish Walking Dead would feel still, but it doesn't feel that way anymore. Ooh, the shade. But, <laughs> throwing shade to other shows. The shade. <laughs> Before we get into a thorough recap, here are a few reminders on how you can interact with the show via social media. Follow the station on social media. We're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Papichula Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at papichularadio.com. Are you interested in joining Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives and search for The Throne Room through iTunes and hit that subscribe button. So we start off the episode at Castle Black and we have Sir Davos, Ed, Melisandre, and like two or three other people from the Night's Watch that are still loyal to Jon Snow that are locked away in a room. And Alistair Thorne takes the role of Lord Commander and takes all of the rest of the Night's Watch and goes up against these people. But Ed leaves the room to seek help as they're kind of left to their fates. And in the North, Ramsay Bolton mourns Miranda. I, I don't give a shit about her. I'm so glad she's dead. And is uh, chastised by Roos Bolton for losing Theon Greyjoy and Sansa Stark. And Ramsay sends men and hounds after them. And even though they cross a really cold river, they catch up to Theon and Sansa. And they're saved by Brienne of Tarth and Podrick Payne. And afterwards, Sansa accepts Brienne's pledge of service. Throughout this, I was just kind of like, fuck. Like, I, like everybody is screwed over that I like. Like, the Starks are never safe. I, and, but I really do appreciate the fact that we got a pretty good like fight scene and I kind of wish like it's gonna go slowly but I wish Pod knew how to fight better like he was like Theon saved his ass and I don't know like Theon's just gotten out of being like Reek for a really long time he needs to learn how to be better but um Izzy what did you think? Uh. I don't know. Every scene with um, with Leon Cunningham is, um, which is uh, Sir Davos. He, I, I find him like really boring. You know, I don't. 
like I feel like maybe I'm being a jerk, but I feel like scenes are wasted on him. I was like, oh, this this old <laughs> creepy man again with half fingers and stuff. I just I find him really boring. But the the entire setup at Castle Black is is really awesome. Like that that whole like power struggle dynamic. It's like a a mini Game of Thrones at the wall. You know what I mean? Because everybody's always trying to take you know like the Seven Kingdoms throne. Um, when it comes to like the whole Sansa and Reek, um, I feel like we. I, as an audience, I was tortured to see Greyjoy like that. And now, like, oh, it's like, oh, he's back. And now I don't even care about him anymore. Because he's not suffering, which is horrible. But, I mean, that's what I feel about him. And Sansa, she's just another character. That I, don't, I don't really care about her. I don't, like... I understand where they're taking her as a, as a character. But to me, like, that entire storyline is really boring. But I am very, very interested with Bri- Brienne of Tarth. I love her. I think she's awesome. And Podrick, obviously, as well. He's. I think he's going to be a really cool character. Uh, but I feel like I don't want to get attached to them because there's just going to be a scene in the future where he just gets murdered. And I'm like, <laughs> that's like that whole Russian relay what Laura was saying. You know, like, we never know who's going to die. I just don't want him to die. He's so cute. <laughs> we love but, you, yeah. but please, like, I don't want to love you because you're going to die. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Laura, do you have any love for anyone in the North right now? Do you actually give a shit about Onion Knight? Well, it was Jon Snow, and they kill him. I hate him for that. But <laughs> besides that, I don't really like what's going on on the Night Watchmen. It's all messed up. Like, I hate that guy. The guy that took over. Mm-hmm. I hate that guy. Yeah, and I kept praying and praying and praying that, that on, on that episode, the Red Witch will do something. I don't know, burn them alive or something? Like, I was expecting for them to call her for help, and nothing happened. I was like, why? What? And about Sansa, I don't really like her. That stupid bitch. She always annoyed me since season one. I agree with my friend Izzy here. She's boring to me. Like, her whole storyline was like, meh. While everybody was complaining online because of what was going on with her getting raped by the other guy, I was like, why people make such a big fuss about it? I mean, come on, Danari's got it worse. She got it worse. If you guys think about it on season one, Mothers of Dragons, she got it worse from a barbarian. And the way he used to rape her and the stuff to her, that was worse, in my opinion. And I don't know why people made a big fuss about Sansa. So to me, Sansa, she's annoying. Like, I don't care. The guy could have raped her and killed her there and I would be happy. She's one of the characters I hate a lot. You are totally banking on her to die. Pretty much, yes, I was making my bets. I'm like, I hope they kill that bitch. I hope they kill that bitch. Because I don't like her, though. I'm sorry. She's so annoying since season one. Like, I never like her. Right now, the only... The favorite ones I have from the north are pretty much Arya, Jon Snow. I used to dislike the Red Witch, but I'm kind of liking her now. (laughs) And uh, the whole thing that is happening on on the wall, it's messed up, though. But... Nothing we can do about it. It's like you cannot get attached to a character in that show because it's trying to relate. You never know when he's or she's going to die. Oh, my God. No, Melisandre is on my shit list. I hate her. I want her to die. After what she did to that little girl, oh, my God. Just burned her on a pyro. I was just kind of like, this is the darkest season. I fucking hate this. Please die. But, um, Evelyn, do you, li- do you like the people in the North? Like, do you like what's going on right now? I actually like the Onion Knight. He's so dumb, but he tries anyway. Like, 
he has no idea what he's doing. But he at least, you know, attempts to help in the way he thinks is right. And he was completely right about Melisandre. I can't stand her. She's super annoying. And he, he never liked her. So that's kind of, you know, what sold me on him. Um, as far as Jon Snow, you know, I I don't know. I was I was bummed that he died. But, you know, I knew it was coming from the books. So <laughs> I wasn't like I was shocked. Um... As far as Sansa and all them, I was I am a huge fan of Brienne. She's she's a great female character, I think. And uh, Sansa, she's very whiny. And out of the Stark sisters, I definitely prefer Arya. So I mean, I'm kind of indifferent to her storyline, but I like Brienne. But I feel bad because every time Brienne pledges, you know, her service to someone, they end up dying. So maybe Sansa will end up dying now. I and, totally um, didn't think about it that way. She's the death <laughs> flag. Sorry and for interrupting, but she's like the bad luck Brian. Bad luck Brienne. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Bad luck Brienne. Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> I feel like, I, no. Podrick I think I'm like one, one of the few people that actually like Ramsay Bolton, like as a character, because he's just so out there compared to like he's on Joffrey's level. I I would. Have to say, not, not even on Joffrey's. I think he's like a step beyond Joffrey. Like he is like what Joffrey wanted to be. Because not only like Joffrey's a coward. That's the problem that Joffrey had. Like yeah. he was like he was brutal, but he had like all these people doing all this crap for him. And and Ramsey, dude, he just he doesn't care. He goes out and he does he does the dirty work. And that's why I like about he him. He enjoys it though. That's yeah, I, I that's love that too. That's what I like about it. He, he didn't. He didn't even mourn the girl either. So he's like, oh, she's dead. All right, feed her. Feed Why her to the dogs. <laughs> Who cares? Well, that's he's, nice. He cares about his dogs, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, uh, that he's is. a sociopath. <laughs> he doesn't give a shit about anyone that he should like. Doesn't care about his father. He doesn't care about his lover. Like nothing. I, the only thing he gives a shit about is himself. Like his dogs. <laughs> I'm telling you, he went to go feed his dogs. His dogs do his dirty work. If anything, he takes care of them more than he takes care of anyone else. Or, him. well, aside from himself, but, you know. Mm-hmm. Did you let... Did, did, you are a Jon Snow fan, so, like, to not get Jon Snow back, did you feel, like, angry? I got really angry, though. <laughs> Disappointed. I, I was... I, I was kind of stuck, like... Maybe, like, it's, it was a part of me that's just kind of like, everybody's waiting for him to come back. Everybody's waiting for Melisandre to be, like, the key to him coming back. And I don't know, maybe it's because, like, Jon Snow's, like, pretty boy and it's, like, never fucking affected me. Like, I never liked him. He kind of reminds me of something that he whines a lot. So I, I was just kind of like, you know what? I don't care. I don't care that he didn't come back to life. Doesn't matter to me. But, Brittany, did you like, did you like the stuff in the world? I feel like I'm gonna have to fight you all. Yeah, dude, the north, the north, the north is my shit, dude. I've always me, me and my sister have always been a fan of Sansa. We like her because she's the most innocent in this world, and she's being dragged around like a fucking rag doll. And it ma it makes me root for her because she could have easily been that type of girl that just goes and like has like kills herself, but she's still being dragged around. But now in this episode. 
I mean, I was watching the episode, right, with a couple of people. We all started fucking cheering when Brienne got there because, of course, we love Brienne. But it's like, holy shit, Sansa's finally with somebody that we're not scared of her being with. Like, yeah, sure, uh, uh, Littlefinger got her out of King's Landing. Hooray, but Littlefinger's a fucking little, like, crazy ass. I don't even know, you know, I could have been your father, but I'm going to kiss you. Like, he's creepy as fuck. She's finally... <laughs> She's with Brienne, who's gonna, who is gonna keep her safe for how long? I don't know. The curse of bad luck, Brienne. You know, but it's just, it's so rewarding. I feel so bad for this girl, but it makes me root for her. And I've always, I've always liked Sansa. I've always uh, thought that she's going to get like where, where they're finally at right now. She's going to get better. Like I thought, last season is where they were gonna, you know, they were gonna make her rise and have power. I think she's gonna pick up a little bit of stuff. From from Littlefinger, so. yeah, from Littlefinger's taught her to lie a little bit. The 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 bad thing is it didn't it didn't work last season because Ramsay's a little shit. And what's scary is that even Littlefinger was like, I've never really heard of you, but I'm gonna give you Sansa. Like what you asshole, you motherfucker, I hate you. So um, I think now Sansa's gonna be okay, and I'm gonna predict that um, you know she's gonna she she's she's gonna get better, and I think she's gonna be able to unite. The North. I think people are still gonna rise for Sansa, and I think she's finally gonna get that power. And I'm so excited for her. And then um, I'm just happy Theon. You know, I, I didn't like Theon, but I didn't hate him like a lot of people did because he didn't take that final line and kill uh, Bran and Rickon. So for me, he had a lot of redemption. And here it is. You know, he saved her. You know, at his own risk. So um, uh, quickly uh, for the wall. Oh my god, you guys don't like Sir Davos. Or, you know, one of you does. I love Sir Davos. He's so intuitive and per and perceptive. Like, that scene where he takes Stannis to the Iron Bank to get money. Like, his speech literally convinced all of them to give them the money for the war. Like, this guy. We need this guy. We, like we need him to be there. And I'm just, I I'm so excited for that. He's so sweet. He's so sweet and awesome and i just he's a political guy like he knows his shit a smuggler who knows his shit like we we need him that's what i was opinion. gonna say like i say that I, that i find sir davos boring it doesn't mean i don't like him i find yeah. him boring, but i i think he's a freaking genius like yeah. the guy is he is like street smarts like he's probably the the, the best like street smarts person in the entire like Game of Thrones like cast. Like he's been a smuggler for like ever. So you know that he knows the ins and outs into politics, into like ways into cities. Like he obviously has to be smart to be able to be a smuggler. Like that just comes hand in hand. He's the old Han Solo of the show. That's <laughs> who he is. He's old Han Solo, but but because he's old Han Solo, I find him boring. You, you find know? him boring. I was exactly. waiting for that shit. <laughs> The, and I like, like Sir Davos, dude, because he's, it's like you say, he's street smarts. He makes the show different mm -hmm. compared to all that people that have a lot of money, that they're doing and a lot of stupid stuff. And if you saw that in that episode, he like beat for beat. Like, this is going to happen. This is what he's got to do. And this is how we're going to get out of this. And like, he already had a plan. Like, the moment he stepped into that room, he knew like, okay, all right, we got to do all this, you know? And he's like setting things in motion. Like, the guy's smart. He's boring. <laughs> That's yeah. just you know, you know, yeah, you know. I don't think we've seen him like in battle or anything, but I feel like 
this is his season where he's gonna shine because they only gave us bits and pieces throughout like what the past couple seasons and then last season we got you know that really his, his relationship with Shireen which you know made me melt because that's he was more of a father to her you know than Stannis and um it was just it was so heartbreaking you know and uh know that Shireen is dead yes because uh, when when Melisandre comes back in the in the finale of last year, he's like, "And the princess," and she just kind of nods like, "No," and he just you see his face like, "Oh fuck!" Like he he fucking knew he fucking knew why Stannis sent him. Like he there's you know it, it had to be that, but yeah, he knows. So um, yeah, but I don't think I don't think he knows that uh that she the red witch killed her. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, her. yeah. No, he, he because if know he that. knows, he will freaking sacrifice that woman. Yeah, he will kill I'm her, choke her to death, or something, because I, he loved that little girl too much. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's gonna come. That's gonna come up, like for sure. I, I'm thinking this is like the season of karma, in my opinion. I, I think. Hope so. uh, I, right. I, I, me too. You know, and I think that's what's so exciting is that nobody knows what the fuck's gonna happen. You can the theorize all you want, but we don't know. The thing that tilts me is thinking about the fact that, like, okay, it's like what you said. Like, I, I said, I don't like Sansa. But I do like like taking a character and making her dynamic and like giving her like um, another purpose in the show. So if she like, well, as you said, like grows, gets to have you know the people rise up for her, you know, unite the North, etc. I just I'm gonna hate like this is again back to Laura's point about this being like you know a Russian relay. I hate that it's like kind of like what happened with Robert. Like he united the he North was, and then he got wrecked instantly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I just can't like this is what I like I can't invest myself. The only the only two people that I've ever invested my three people that I've invested myself in this show is is um is Tyrion, um Jon Snow and 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 Bronn. Those are my three boys. And it was used to be like it used to be like Robert and Greyjoy. I and Arya and but then Greyjoy, like there was that scene like, was back where Greyjoy started feeling up his sister. And I was like, I'm not down with that boy. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done with you. <laughs> I'm done with you, Greyjoy. Yeah, man. I just, I, I just really it. hope that she does, she doesn't like unite people and then she just gets murdered. You know, that- the the thing that's scary is that. The people, you know, that we've named and the people that we know that are still around, they're so inexperienced or stupid. It's one of those, or it could be both. So when we've seen the deaths of the people we've loved, it's because they've screwed up. I mean, that's one thing we can all agree on, right? Like, we can, like, why did Ned die? Because he stuck his nose where he shouldn't have and he didn't play his cards right. You know, why did Rob and Caitlin and them die in the Red Wedding? Because Rob chose love over duty. You know, like, it's little things like that, so... If Sansa plays it smart and she has the right people to guide her, I think she can do it. And Rob didn't have the right people to guide him. Bruce Bolton was with him for the past two seasons. Who, by the way, in my first watch, I was like, "Who the fuck is Bruce Bolton?" Like, I, I didn't know who he was, but he played a, he played a huge part in the betrayal. Like, holy shit! Like, who can you trust in this show? And I feel like Sansa will get. She'll get it. I think this is her season. But if the writers fuck her up, I'm going to be so mad. Like, I'm ready for this girl to rise, even if she doesn't play a big part. But I think she will unite the North. I think they will back the Starks. See, and I was feeling so happy. Like, exactly what you just said. Like, they're so inexperienced. And I was starting to feel really happy about Jon Snow. He was finally, like, the commander of the Watch. 
And I was like, oh yeah, he got power now. He's like in Jon Snow, like particularly, he like he's made bad decisions, but he was doing everything he was doing was like right. And then like because he was doing this is the crazy thing, like uniting like the wildlings and bringing them over was the right thing to do. Because just imagine the massive army of undead with all the wildlings and giants dead. Like, just that army would just overrun everybody. So he did the right thing over bringing them over. And then the watch is like, nah, uh no, none of this. You know? But this show you die. Well, I, I mean, didn't didn't they allude to what happened to Jon Snow on that episode? Because Alistair Thorne says, you know, you have a good heart, but it's gonna get us all killed. What exactly. he meant is, it's gonna get you killed. They, they, <laughs> the they the problem is, the, the other guys of the Night Watch were too emotional, you know? They could not put aside their revenge and their feelings of anger. That's why I hated those assholes, because pretty much they didn't see the big picture like Jon Snow did. And the guys that were stuck to Jon Snow's side, they saw what Jon Snow was doing. It's just like Easy said, imagine all the under, uh, all those people that they were dead, if they ran over the wall, they would not have been able to contain them. I mean, the wall is strong, but not strong enough for a lot of undead people. I if you like, think about it. Yeah, I feel like, like, I totally get all that, but I guess if we have to understand where the fuck the other... You know, the brothers are coming from an Alistair Storm. They haven't seen what we just saw in that, like, epic yeah. battle. But that's why I knew that even with, with what they did, they're going to get their ass handed to them when when that army comes, you know. But to them, they don't, they're like, dude, whatever, you're just bringing the wildlings. Like, you know, that's really bad. And just a, just a really small detail, the... The, the writers know how much we fucking hate Ollie and throughout the and throughout the episode over there in the north they kept pu putting fucking the screen on him and I was like I want to I never kid. wanted to kill that kid <laughs> I like, he has that little that the smug face. face he has yeah. that Joffrey face that little dick face yes and I'm just kid. I'm like you better stop putting the fucking you know just stop going to him i'm i'm getting pissed off looking at this little smug son of a bitch like i'm so done with you but and then like they make it they make us hate him even more yeah he's, like the last one that stabs him at the last season like yeah. he's the last one and i'm just like you fucking little dick you know <laughs> yeah like you know what's the worst part too like the, the guys at the watch they killed the one guy who has been able to kill like like those little mini bosses from the undead. Like Jon Snow is the only one that's been able to kill any of those you mini bosses. Fair, Samuel. Samuel did it too. Oh, that's true, but they don't believe in him. Poor Sam. He's gone. Well, but Sam did it by accident, if you think about it, guys. He yeah. got just a strike of luck. It wasn't like Jon Snow that he actually went at it. Yeah. yeah this guy, he just got lucky. We gotta give him courage, though, because any anyone else would have run away and left Gilly with the baby there, but he... He tried something, and he got lucky for it. He got lucky for it, so. The thing about the Night Watch is that there's that handful that side with Thorn, and then there's that handful that are loyal to Jon Snow, and everyone else is just neutral, and they're easily persuaded, like, by stirring words. Like, they, they're super emotional, and that's the issue with the Night Watch. Like, you can rally them up for Jon Snow, but, you know, Thorn says something more emotional, it stirs them up even more than they, you know, change it's their allegiances. Thorn, Thorn easily. is just like fear them. 
thorns? Yeah, fear mongering. At the very least, like, like he's he's smart in that like he can like use their fear because they're a yeah. bunch of them are cowards. Make they're the made great, up of like, make the watch great again. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, th and thorns are like, and thorns like, I am loyal, you know, to the Night's Watch, and I'm all like, but you know, the Night's Watch is made up a bunch of, you know, murderers and rapists, like, yeah. uh, like you know, like their loyalty is gonna is gonna go back and forth, you know, and what scared me in the in, you know, when we were in the in the uh, uh, the wall scenes is, you know, Ed is there and da and Sir Dallas is like, you know, who can you trust? And he's like, the men in this room, and I was like. Fuck, there's only like five guys in there. Like, you I know, I a handful and there's only a handful yeah. each side. Like yeah. there's very little left. Yeah, and see, you know, this episode didn't have a lot of action, it didn't have a lot going on, but that alone, you know, hyped me up, but it also scared me because I'm like, how the fuck are they gonna, you know, get out of this without 10. dying? Yes. It and that's 10. what this that's what this episode was. It was like Thriller slash suspense, you know, like that's why I liked it. They're so. like the freaking Power Rangers, man. If you think about it, it's only five men of the Night Watch against like all the putties, all the putties. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much, it was like five Power Ranger Night Watch guys versus a huge horde of traitors. Yeah. I was thinking they were gonna get owned. To be honest, I, w I was thinking like they're gonna kill them on this episode. They're gonna run over that door. They're gonna kill my my poor white wolf. They're going to oh. pee over Jon Snow's body and they're going to do an entire mess in there because, come on, guys, the you know how it is each episode. It's like a freaking roller coaster. You never know what is coming. The odds were against us this entire episode and they is, dragged it as long as they could. Is Ghost Speaking. the last dire wolf? Yes. Uh, no. Uh, no. Uh, Nymeria is yeah. yeah. Oh, and Shaggy Dog. And Summer. <laughs> Shaggy Dog. <laughs> Uh, okay, so now we're going back to everyone's favorite character, Cersei Lannister. Uh, at King's Landing, she leaves the Red Keep to meet uh, the ship sent to Dorne, only to fight ja find Jamie Lannister returning with her dead daughter, Princess Marcella. And Cersei and Jamie talk of about Marcella and like her coming bodies today, and she tells them of Maggie the Frog's prophecy. Which he just responds, fuck prophecy, fuck fate, fuck everyone who isn't us. And I'm yeah. like, the, the reason, like, like, fuck everyone who isn't us, that your kids wouldn't have been fucking alive if that would have been the case. Oh, I hate, oh god, they're, they squish me out, they're so gross. And lastly, like, we have Marjorie Terrell, who I love, she's one of my favorite characters, but she's still a prisoner. And she's asking about her brother, Chris, and she's refusing to confess to that. Bitch, Sestanella and Kai Sparrow, who I don't trust them. Like, God, like, if you think everything, like, on the north is, like, tetrahooks, like, I feel with my favorite character, Marjorie, on the line, I'm just kind of, fuck, like, ah, oh. Like, at the very least, the Lannisters are finally getting their own because we've seen them, like, winning at this game for seasons. And, like, finally, like, we're, we, we've lost Marcella, we've lost, um, We've lost the first asshole, and we we just have Tom now. I'm just like keep keep cutting him off, keep killing them. And I don't know, like Brittany, what do you think? Uh, okay, so if I'm gonna be if I'm gonna be real, the only be person, real. the only people I hated from the Lannisters 
was is just Cersei and Tywin. Like Tywin was fun to watch though. He was so fantastic to watch. I loved him. I feel like him and Roose Bolton were very similar. You know, like that. Like I, I love how that's why I love Roose Bolton as well. You know, and it's also he's the only one that Ramsay's afraid of. You know, that that's even better too. But I liked how Tywin could control like everybody around him, especially his kids. So Tywin's gone. So the only person I hate, honestly, is Cersei. And well, Joffrey was gone. I don't care about Joffrey, but um, Jamie has had his redemption arc, and probably it's still going. So Jamie, I'm totally okay with. I've always kind of okay like Jamie. Okay, look, look, what he did was really shitty. His his weird relation, incest relationship is weird. But I feel like at his core, Jamie's never been a bad guy. He's just been around bad people, and he's. I think Cersei's used that to his to her advantage against him because they're in love so i'm pretty sure she's the evil one she you know like they've even said it right where she hates Tyrion, she treats him like shit jamie doesn't blame Tyrion for anything like that shows me that jamie's never been a bad person you know like it's just he's done bad things cersei i feel like is a bad person and does bad things i don't like cersei i don't you know whatever so in this you know scene with that uh I'm excited to see, you know, the Lannisters versus the High Sparrow and all of that. And the only reason why we're in this, you know, predicament is because it's Cersei. I'm so done with Cersei. Kill her. Don't kill Tommen. Tommen's adorable. He's cute. You know, Marcella was adorable as well. She had that really weird, you know, I'm glad you're my dad. You know, like, it's I even... It's the prophecy, though. Like, they yeah, no, it is. It is to. the prophecy. Yeah, and I, I'm pretty sure it's going to happen. We can probably all agree that it's going to happen. But um, for me, Tommen doesn't seem like a problem to me like Joffrey was. But once he died, Tommen's there. Tommen's okay. It's just, you know, who's going to help him lead? Cersei? Like, you know, Cersei's been taking over shit. So I know it's just, it's bad. Um, but Tommen's okay. Jamie's okay with me, uh, you know. But uh, yeah. I don't like it, but the High Sparrow is really interesting. I like I like him as a character, and I forget I, I no I don't forget. I always remember that he played uh, he was in Pirates of the Caribbean. I always remember that, so it's really weird that uh, he's here. I don't know if you guys remember him. Wasn't she, wasn't he Elizabeth's? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's right. I was like, where's, oh, your, wig, that's where's right. your wig, sir? Where's your wig? Your wig, sir. Yeah. You're missing it. Yeah, and Priscilla, I do, I, I absolutely love Marjorie as well. And I'm like, how good can you look in a dungeon? And it, and you just have to look at Marjorie. So. I'm so mad at uh, I'm like, don't, I, don't hit your, don't hit her. Don't yeah, hit her dude, fuck Marjorie. that Septon chick. You know, dude, they did like the bad Septon, good Septon. You know, like the bad cop, good cop thing totally um i'm excited they only gave us that but i want to know where marjorie's story is going and her brother we didn't even get her brother i hope they get the fuck out of there and they do they do have revenge on cersei i have a huge opinion. feeling that her brother's dead Ooh, that's a I, good like, I have like a huge feeling like the bottom of my gut he's just he's done that's why like maybe they won't talk about him or anything like that I That's think true. You know that now that I think about it, Easy is right because they will usually show you a scenes of the characters. You know, even if the guy was being tortured or beaten up, they will show him. But they haven't shown him. If you guys think about it, they have shown everybody so far. Like they have shown you everyone that was part of it, but they haven't shown him. They won't even mention him. Easy is right, and they always change the subject to Marjorie. So hmm, maybe he is dead. Let's make oh, our bets easy. <laughs> for the following <laughs> episodes, man. Do you think okay. he's dead? 
Do you think that if she confesses, she'll be let out? I think if she confesses, they'll show her his body oh. and be like, and be like, hey, well, we killed him because, you know, he was a sin, you know, sinful person, etc. You know, because he, he liked to sleep around with dudes. I think that's exactly what's going to happen with him. Like, they're going to so- be like. No, go ahead. I, I feel that that's going to. No, no, that was it. I feel like that's what's going to happen to her. Like, she's going to be like, I can finally see my brother. She has this sigh of relief, you know, like, I can finally get out of here. And then, boom, your brother's dead. And, like, she That'll- loves her brother so much. She's always covering up for him. She's always trying to protect him. And to see that, like, in one full swoop, she loses him, that's going to, like, that's going to break her. But is that how the faith militant, you know, or the whatever, the, I don't even know, what are the, uh, that's, well, that's the people. Yeah, okay, is that how they even operate, though? Because I feel like, even though, like, we're supposed to hate them and we are against them, because I do, I think they're, the religion's really some kind of fucked up shit, but, um, do are they really gonna play it like that? Are they really gonna kill him behind the scenes and then we're gonna see it or are they gonna let them you know torture them or not torture them but keep them in there until they finally um confess and then let them go because i mean i think i I don't think they'll ever let him go yeah no no, i i actually think it's like they didn't kill him like in you know like i'm saying like they didn't kill him he killed himself in the sense of like not confessing or maybe him like because you know they starve him out you know, yeah. that's that's a way of like getting them to confess. Like even yeah. in in the sense of their own religion, it's actually not even that great because like they're getting false confessions because they're being tortured. So yeah. of course, like if you're being tortured, then you say, okay, yeah, well, yeah, I I freaking did it. And then you say you're ten hell marys and you get you know poop thrown at you, but you take a shower and it's all okay. You know, like it's just <laughs> like it's it, that whole plot to me is so dumb because yeah. like I like it, for me plots like when I don't see. What I don't see, like, like for example, with the North, like, you know how, like, Sardavos is trying to, like, control things right now and try to, you know, get a, about above things? Like, when it's, like, something so clear and cut, like, okay, well, just confess. Like, you know, to me, like, when I'm watching the show, I'm just like, just fucking confess. Like, go look, go see your brother. Tell him to confess. Whatever. You're going to get poop thrown at you. You take a shower. You put, you know, I don't know. You just, you know, put some perfume on. It's all good, you know? No, but- I, I honestly agree with, like, Evelyn and, um, and Laura. He's dead. He, like even if she confesses, Marjorie's not Mar- Marjorie's not coming back. But what about the grandma? I'm pretty sure the grandma's probably gone to visit I them, right? Her. You I think over too. Oh, the grandma? God, you think Marjorie's not coming back? She will I come think... back though. But I have a really bad feeling that remember the prophecy of Cersei. It was a young a younger queen that took over her place. Marjorie's gonna be the one that's gonna take over for her. Do you think Marjorie already taken over though? And like. Yes, I, I, I have an, I, I don't know, I have this theory now that Easy told me about that he might be dead, the brother, she's going to break down, she's going to get out of that place, she's going to start manipulating the king, and hell going to break loose in that place, because if you think about it, if she goes against the high sparrow to avenge her brother, and that, that priest, he's a crazy guy, you guys seen it, you know what I'm talking about. No, I think it's, it's actually he, like he plays really good games. I, yeah. I, think that, I think, but I also think it's like part cult. Like it's that guy. Is, that's why I said I love watching him because the things he says make sense, and it's like it's it's really interesting to watch. But that the the militant is creepy as fuck. Like I don't. They remind me. They remind me of the Borgias and like 
how they like controlled the Catholic Church and they controlled like armies around them and stuff like that. Just made yeah, agree with the religion and like I, I I see the same thing in him. Like he's he's vying for the for the throne, but in a in not in an outright way. Like oh, I'm humble and all my people are humble too, but like we'll kill you like that in that sort of way. I, I don't trust him. So we've talked enough about King's Landing. So let's go on to Dorne. At Dorne, uh, Prince Doran Martel and Elaria Sand reminisce about Oberyn before he finally receives news of Princess Marcella's death. And Tain Sand just kills the, bo- the bodyguard, Ariohota, and a maester while he's running away. And Elaria just stabs and kills Doran. And she tells him, your son is weak and weak men will never rule Dorne again. And in King's Landing, below the deck of the Dorne ship, her, her like, Sentence comes true because Eladia and Tain Sand kill Tristan Martel, ending the line. And oh my god, I love how the Sand Snakes look. I liked the thought of them, but they make no sense. Like the, the, they're supposed to be trying to like help Oberyn's memory, but the first thing they do is kill like his brother and like his nephew because that would be good for them and. I don't. They're sands. How are they going to inherit? They're not actually. They're, they're bastards. All of them. None of them is a Martell. And I don't know. And it felt kind of sad to me that Tristan is like painting a rock, like in the in the shape of an eye for Marcella, and he just gets handled. He just has a spear through the face. Granted, that was a nice death. Like. It reminds me of his uncle. <laughs> That's how I want to go. Is that what you're saying? Like, <laughs> <laughs> he's Priscilla. That's a nice death. I, I want to go like that. It's pretty epic. No, I want to see that. that's like that. I'm down for that. You know what? Maybe you don't You don't feel pain, but it looks cool. So. I mean, you're staring down at a beautiful woman, and you just get stabbed in the back of your ear. Aren't they like, cousins? You know? You're just, like, done. You're done. Yeah, they're cousins. <laughs> uh, but, man, got- that, that was the worst way to die, in my opinion, for a, for a prince. Because they kill him from behind. It's better yeah. than how his father died. His father, his not his father. His uncle got crushed. His skull got. What is it with these people and faces? You know the, the thing with the Dorn plot, which I'm pretty sure a lot of the fandom feels. You know, I'm, I'm excluding the books because I'm I'm not a faithful reader, even though if I know stuff. But what what I don't like here, from what the show has given us, is that uh, I'm pretty sure. I see. I can't even remember her name. The the. Which one? The mistress or the... the Elaria. Yeah. Okay, so Elaria-san. She's, she's mad because Oberyn, on his own accord, went and fought the mountain and died. So she wants to go to war because someone made a choice, sober, and, and died. And the worst part is that he was gonna win. Against yeah. The yeah. So if and there's just it, because, oh, he's so stupid. They're so stupid. Yeah, and see, that's what that was what brings up my point that the people we love, badasses, they keep making mistakes like that. But Alaria's, you know, her reasoning for doing it, I understand. She feels like shit. So do the daughters. You know, like oh, we lost our dad. But what? 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 Who's what good does it do? It? It's, okay, and then this I could have gotten if the mountain was still alive. If the mountain was still alive, okay, go and kill him, murder him, get get revenge that way, um, or kill Cersei, you know, straight up go for the people that you know did something. 
Why are you killing the, I, I mean, what? I don't, I don't understand. And, uh, it's just, no. It was a shock. Don't get me wrong. When I saw it, I was like, oh, fuck. But I'm still not rooting for anything in Dorne. I'm not rooting for any of them. But I do like Tyene San because she's pretty. She has really nice boobies, too. And I want her and Bronn to probably get together and have a nice night. But The, the best that, part uh, of Tyene is when she's, like, telling Bronn that she's, like, she's a bad girl or whatever. And he's, like, telling her, she's, like, telling him, like, you should come back if he wants a bad pussy. I'm like, oh, my God. I love you. You're so <laughs> fucking awesome, dude. And Bronn is just like, holy shit. Nobody's ever talked to me that way. <laughs> That's I know, what... and Bronn's not a guy that gets like exactly back ever. So that that was that's the only time I've ever liked a sand. Yeah, and and I just I don't know, man. I don't know what the point of Dorn's plot plays in this show anymore. I mean, like I just I I don't understand it, and it I can't and I can't I can't root for uh for somebody that wants revenge on nothing. This is very shoehorned. I feel that that's what it is. Just yeah, and. And I don't know, like, what what are they, I don't, I don't know, like, this, this is the least interesting plot in the, like, entire show for me. I do not give a fuck about them, although I do like Tyene. If they give me more scenes of her, maybe I'll like it, but I don't care about anyone else. Like, no reason to root for them, in my opinion. I feel the same way. She's the only one, she's the only likable character. I don't know, uh, the guy lost because he underestimated the other guy. And then these girls are doing a revenge on something stupid. It's like, I don't know. I agree with Priscilla. I agree with Izzy and Brittany. It's stupid. I don't like that arc. Honestly, they made a mess out of it. I only used mm. to like the guy they kill. But after that, it's like, eh, I don't give an F about those girls. Now, I don't even like them. Like, assassins, they slack off a lot. That's <laughs> 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 true. Oh. It's I mean, it's real. If you analyze the girls, there's better fighters on Game of Thrones. And it's nothing against them being females. Because, come on, Arya can stand her ground better than those three bitches. Those bitches cheat. They actually, like, I don't know. I don't like the way they kill the prince. That was, like, mm. it was too simple. No, you know what? I was, I was actually, yeah, I agree with you. I was ready to see, like, the, like just because the scene was, like, oh, no more weak men will rule, you know, etc. And then they switch over to the prince scene. And like they're like he's about to fight him, and like it would have been awesome that she said that, and it directly like contradicts her. Like, like he beats both of them up, and like he goes to like see what the hell's going on or why somebody's trying to murder him. You know, that would have been awesome. Like that, that could have been, had like that a, could have been a good arc. I was I was rooting for him. The that could have been a good arc. Yeah, you know he would have killed them, and then he would. Okay, maybe that's weird. If he would join forces with the Lannisters but he would find out that his that they killed his father no like, Brittany yeah he kills them and he like walks into the freaking like castle or wherever they're at with both of their heads like in tow and he just like chunks them at them dude and that's like that starts like everything like maybe Tiana tries to kill him and she just like see every she, like the main girl what's her name Priscilla like, I forget it because I just hate her Ilaria and Laria, she just sees everybody she die, she loves die in front of her to like, and it's, she's like reminded of like the whole like, no weak man is gonna be like rule thorn anymore, and she's just like so wrong, and she's done everything so wrong. This guy that she found weak just like wrecks everybody. That would have been a great like underdog, like shift to the story. But yeah, like, it's like Tristane was like only in like what three episodes, four episodes, and he did. Same thing with his dad. Like what, 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 like. 
what? <laughs> I ain't no writer, but what? Yeah, man. Wow. Well, going feels to bad. A better. Going to a better arc. Yes. Marine. At yes. Marine, we have like Tyrion Lannister and Varys walking through a ransacked city just disguised as merchants. Though Varys uh, tells Tyrion he walks like a rich man. He'd probably steal from his boy. Which uh, Tyrion just responds with, it's a good thing you're not a boy anymore because you have no cock. <laughs> I fucking love it. And Tyrion offers a coin to a starving woman with a child only to be told that it looks like he's paying to eat her baby. And they notice graffiti that says kill the masters and Misa is master. And they think maybe it's the sons of the harpy or the freedmen. And they walk in on a follower of the Lord of the Light uh, proselytizing to former slaves. But the big thing that they notice in Marine is that every ship they had is burning up. Like, it's gone. They can't go back to Westeros. So... Apart from, like, Tyrion quippy scenes, because I fucking love Tyrion and Varys scenes. Like, they're they're smart. They're funny. Like, I didn't really notice anything that I gave a shit about. Like, bad stuff is happening in Marine. End of story. Like, that's that's it. That's all we got as, like, as a hook here. I'm probably going to be hated for saying this, but I fucking hate that entire thing. Like, what? That- it includes like everything that includes Khaleesi, the fact that Tyrion is there, the fact that the spider's there, like all of that, I could give a rat's ass about. Like all of that is so boring to me. Like, oh my god, bitch, you've been fucking trying to do this for two fucking seasons and you haven't done shit like of significance to me. Like, yeah, like as a character, Khaleesi hasn't proven herself to me. She hasn't done enough and like enough of anything. And I just I I find her so boring. I find her like Everything that she does to me is just so cringy and so boring. And like that includes the dragons. And this might be like a personal thing, but I fucking hate dragons. It's such a fucking like overused shit in dark fantasy and high fantasy. Like fucking dragons, Snorfest. Give me like a giant crab or something. Fucking dragons, get that shit out of here. That shit's boring. That shit's overused. Give me a kraken. Give me a crab. Give me something else. But not fucking dragons. Not some mother dragons. I, I don't like that. It's boring to me. I don't I just can't stand it. And I feel like the actor himself, like Tyrion's actor, is like being not he's not being used properly. Yeah. He's such a great actor. He's being wasted, walking meandering around the fucking streets, giving fucking women that are gonna clearly die, even if you give him one piece of gold. Like it's so <laughs> infinitely boring. And then some dumbass little light just like prophesizing like who okay i know that it's foreshadowing something but like okay somebody's like freaking prophesizing lord of lie who gives a shit like they're i just i can't i can't with that storyline i honestly i'll be honest with you like i i rewatched it yesterday mm-hmm. but the first time that i watched it i skipped through all of that i just skip 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 wow that's how boring it is to me i just like i'm done I used okay. to skip through all of Jon Snow's parts when he was with the wildlings. I found that super boring. Same. But yes. this is like setting stuff up. You know, it, it it gets boring, but it's like exposition. I did the exact same thing. I don't give a shit about Jon Snow's storyline. So, like, yeah. I, I, Daenerys has proved herself to me. I like her storylines. I love dragons. It's born the year of the well, dragon. I need dragons I, I mean, life. at least it's not elves. There's no elves in this shit. No, vampires. Vampires are... Fuck this. So, okay, so the reason why I started watching the show was because a friend of mine was like, you should watch this because it's like medieval fantasy. And like, if you ask me what are my three favorite shows, 
they're all like medieval fantasy, you know, dark ages. I like Vikings, Game of Thrones, you know, like I like this stuff. This is the stuff that it's that that creates me who I am. I love it. You know, Lord of the Rings, give me all that good stuff. And that's why I like this show so much. So and we haven't had like a dragon show that, that where the CGI looks so good. You know, like it's just it's so good and that we see this, you know, girl this this young lady grow into a leader and it is boring to watch her try and rule but like that's what the reality is right that george R. R. martin likes to write these stories where you know you know unlike lord of the rings where aragorn wins and he, he conquers it uh, or he gets his throne back and happily ever after but what happens after he rules does he know how to rule is it going to be you know all butterflies and unicorns or is it going to be is it going to be difficult and daenerys makes a point you know last season or the season before that where she says if i can't you know rule marine how am i going to rule westeros and you know to be honest i don't know who i want to rule westeros but i do know is i'm enjoying you know daenerys fuck up a lot because she's a she's young but she has like really great advisors. You know, I love Jorah. I like Dario as like a character. He's funny and he knows how to fight. You know, I like that. Now we get Tyrion, the most experienced guy, to stand beside her. Albeit she's not there with him because of what happened last year or you know last season. But I am so ready for them to get her back and to and to fix shit if not fix marine get the fuck out of there and go to westeros like i'm ready to see you know something like that but i don't think she's ready she's not there yet and i don't mind seeing her grow there but i mean you know you're getting a little ahead of yourself but let's just like finish that off like yeah uh, we saw like jorah and dario and they found like drogon's trail so they're they're fine they're trying to find daenerys and they're they're kind of like quippy and issuing like threats and questions towards one another and we see like real quick that Jorah's grayscale it's spreading and uh they find the Dothraki tracks and her ring and far farther away in the desert uh the Dothraki horde are leading Daenerys to Kalmoro and his wives who advise him to kill her as like what it's one of my favorite parts of the whole fucking episodes where he talks about the five best things in in life (laughs) And uh, before he rips her clothes off, she introduces herself in Dothraki and is ignored until, until she says she's the widow of Khal Drogo. And the plan now for her is to be sent to the temple of Dosh Kalin in Vais Dothrak, where all of the widows of the previous Khals are. And now I'm just kind of like, the one thing I've never liked about the Neris is that she's really cocky and like haughty and you don't know in a strange situation, if that's going to fucking help you. And this, like, when she's like, no, I'm this, I'm this of this of this, mother of dragons, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, these people don't give a shit. And, like, all you're going to do is basically rant I think she gets that from her brother. I feel like her brother kind of, like, brain, like, not brainwashed, but, like, you know. Stupefy. Yeah, like, we have power in our name. So that's why I feel like that's one thing that uh, she's carried with her from Viserys, like, that the name her the power in her really long ass ten ass title name like <laughs> ten ass <laughs> I mean, I, fucking ten, <laughs> ten fucking names and one thing you know but i like it like i don't know there's something about it that that draws me to her and uh it's growing pains right we're growing with her and uh i do think she has plot armor in that sense where she could they could have fucking just chopped off her head and that's it you know but 
Um, I thought this was really cool that this was a part of the uh, Dothraki uh, code. Like, all right, I'll touch you. But uh, again, it's another reason why, you know, um, we got to tell a guy, you know, oh, I used to have a boyfriend or I have a boyfriend. Now you can't touch me. So, uh, you know, I, I like that. But this guy, this uh, this Cal is pretty interesting. I like him. But um, with his little poofs and his little beard. Yeah, I but I but you but that that's what was cool. Right. Where as soon as she says, you know, I'm his widow, like he fucking turns it on. Like he starts to respect that. You know, and I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Respect to my name. <laughs> respect, <laughs> respect to my name. You know, like, it's just, it was pretty cool. You know, not her per se, but, you know, that she was a widow. And um, that's pretty cool. I, I like this guy. It's pretty interesting. And we're going to see where it goes with her. Speaking so, of I, I was just amazed how many drakis wanted to rape her. Like, they were oh already making a line. I was like, what the hell? That's yeah. like. I mean, Laura, did you see the other girls there? Like, come on. Oh yeah, they were ugly <laughs> as hell. Come on, man. It's it's like it's like with all respect, it's like when you go to a Mexican strip club. From what I heard from my friends, and then yes. you go to an yeah. European one. It's like you get the good meat against the ugly meat. So yeah, oh I know my what you mean. Come on, man. Those guys are starved, man. They need it. But yeah, yeah, pobrecitos. It's like the girls are ugly. What? Dude. Yeah, what happened to that? The first girl, you know, in, in the first season that helped Khaleesi become a better lover, she was hot as fuck. Like, where, where, where that at? Where I would have at? done that, girl. She was yeah. <laughs> she got killed, right? Oh, didn't she betray her in season two? Oh, yeah. And then she got killed. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, see, yeah. the pretty the pretty ones are going to fuck you over. So is see, it worth this it? Is, <laughs> to, what, to Priscilla's point, like, like point and your point, like, how, like, she's, like, cocky. How she has a cocky thing. Like, mm -hmm. see, I would be, I see, I think that's why I find her boring. I would be completely okay with her if she was, like, super cocky. But she had like all these brains to back it up and just like play everything that she does is do it like perfect, not perfectly, but like be like awesome. Like, okay, well, I'm this and this like 10 ass names, but then be like, I'm gonna get out of this sticky situation. Similar to what Tyrion is, because Tyrion is like smart. He knows when to be cocky. Like he has like he, he knows what he's doing and she's been getting carried this entire show by everybody around her. And to me, that's boring. A character that can't stand on her was, own, like, she, is boring to me. The character wasn't carried was awesome. Like, the moment where she... Exactly. She, where she portrays that, like, she knows the language and mm -hmm. fucking, like, that, releases yeah. dragons. Probably that, like, Daenerys' best moment ever, I think, in the entire I think, show. Yeah. I think if she had more moments like that, I would actually grow to like her and be like, okay, I'm behind you. But because she's a character that's like, oh, I have all this stuff. Oh, I have dragons. Oh, I came out of the fire with dragons. Like... Who gives a shit? Like you're Prove dumb. It. <laughs> like, like that to me doesn't like it doesn't work. Like you need to be like you have you need to have sustenance as a character, not just be like my name and these three dragons are are everything that makes me. And that's what that's my problem with her. Do you understand? In that, but like I like you said, like that's probably her best scene. Like where she's like she all of a sudden starts ta talking, you know, and she's like, and all these people are like. Holy shit! She knows our language. Like we were talking shit on the cat, on the horses the entire time. Yeah, <laughs> which, which that, that part was funny. The face they made, especially yeah. the the ugly bitches that they were sitting next <laughs> to the guy. Because those girls were ugly. I'm sorry, but I will not even do them if I get paid or I'm super drunk. <laughs> <laughs> and they were nasty as hell. And when they hear her speak the language, they're like, "Oh my god, she's hot and she speaks her language." We're fuck. I felt their faces like that. The guys were just staring at her. 
Pero pobrecita, es like everybody wanted to rape her. It was yeah. messed up. It was, it was, just it was scary. For, yeah. I'm just waiting for Sir Jora and Dario to come, you know, rescue her because you know that they have to stop her from, you know, rotting away with all these Khaleesi widows. And um, I don't know, I'm kind of rooting for like the Lord Commander of the Friend Zone. I feel bad for him. So I like him. <laughs> Lord Commander of the Friend Zone. That's hey, awesome. man, you know, you can it, un, unrequited love. I mean, what can we say? It happens. But at least, <laughs> I mean, it is what it is, right? But she accepted him back and he's going to get her back. And it's, you know, I don't know if we're going to save him. But he's bad. Do if, you if guys she... want him to be saved? No, he I mean, he's yeah. gonna die anyways. Well, oh, okay. isn't it like spreading up his arm? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah it's like, spreading really fast, isn't it? Like, but, it, it, but is, is this like zombie like rules? Like, if it, they chop his arm, like, we'll be okay? I don't know. They Nobody never knows, said, man. Yeah, they never explained the sickness. Well, I mean, he's gonna die either way. See, this is what I mean. Like, this we is my brain. We have a one armed fucker. We don't need the other one. Like, Jamie's enough. Yeah, <laughs> let, let Jora die. No, Jorah's so cool though. I like him. I, I like Jorah's like voice. Like I want him to read yeah. these stories. You know, he has like, that old <laughs> man raspy voice. That's like so yeah, I like it a lot. I I honestly do. So you know. Okay, so just finishing off like the episode, at Bravos Arya is like still as a blind beggar, and she hears news of a dead Kingsguard, the one that she killed last season, and the waif comes up and just beats the shit out of her. And back at Castle Black, Thorne knocks at the door where Sir Davos, Ghost, and the others, loyal to Snow, lay in wait with his body. And he offers amnesty if they open the door and passage out of the north if they surrender by nightfall. But every single one of them knows they're going to be killed if they open the door. And their only hope is Dolores Ed, who left, or the Red Woman. But the Red Woman isn't looking so good because she, like, Melisandre just is kind of looking at this golden scroll she removes her dress and her necklace, and we see her as, like, this old crone. She just kind of mm. gives up on life and just lies down on the bed next to the fire. And that's how the episode ends. That, that should be a meme, you know, where it's like, I have so much to do, but I'm just going to lie here in bed. <laughs> I'm just going <laughs> to lie here and die. <laughs> this is without makeup, up. and this is what I do when I have nothing to do, or when I have a lot of things to do. <laughs> I, like... We, we talked enough about the North, but, like, I just kind of feel, like, Melisandre's getting her on. I'm like, fuck you. I don't like you. I've never liked you from the beginning. Keep, like, I, I, knew, I knew you were ugly deep down inside, and now you're ugly oh, outside. I like that, right? That, that's pretty cool, because I'm pretty sure they mentioned, probably in previous seasons, uh, when I wasn't paying attention, that uh, <laughs> she, she claims to be centuries old, or that's how she implies it, and uh, we got to see her true form. And is it in the power of the necklace, or is it when she wields it? Like, maybe, like, the, the necklace helps, but I don't know. I feel like maybe there's more to it than the necklace, in my opinion. Are you, are you saying that maybe she's, like, like when, when somebody's, like, kind of a little bit buff, but, so, but to look really buff, they suck in the, their gut? Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, something, something like that. No, but I feel like it, it maybe, I don't know. I feel like it's She's not She's been naked necklace. without the necklace before. Like, remember when she was bathing in the tub, she didn't have the necklace. Yeah, or maybe that's just a, uh, that's, that was a, you know, a really bad step on the writers or something, you know, at, at the time or whatever. But um, aside from that, I feel like maybe there's more to it. Like, when she's in a vulnerable state, she can see herself like that. But if people are around, like, she's going to put up, you know, the facade of, the really young, really, you know, beautiful woman. 
because I yeah. I actually don't think it's her necklace. I think it's the mirror. Oh, the, yeah, see the mirror. I was about to say something like that. Because yeah. they threw they threw so much shade at the mirror. Like they were just like they had like the camera at the mirror for a long time, and I'm like. Man, this. But does she always have that with her? Like, I don't. I, or I don't know. So it's in mirrors in general, like. Or yeah, maybe. Power of the mirror, the power of your reflection, yeah. or something. You know. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Well, maybe it is the necklace, and we're overanalyzing. But I, I'm gonna assume that it, it's a little bit more than that, or maybe that her she doesn't feel like her faith is there. Like this, it, this entire her scenes and stuff, she just didn't look herself. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, I think she can hide her. I think she can change her shape without yeah. even eating anything. She, she, she can do it on her own. Maybe that's why they were saying when she looked herself at the mirror, she just took the spell out because she's been naked and without the necklace. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like she's, All I know there, that she's vulnerable yelling. and this is who she is. Like, What did you yeah. say, Evelyn? Uh, we were yelling at the TV and we're like, no, don't, don't zoom out. Don't zoom out. Don't, <laughs> don't. And they did. And it's like, no, no, <laughs> take it back. Nobody wanted to see that. Oh, poor old lady. So, okay. So we've gone through the episode. So for every chapter in our journey through Esos and Westeros, we owe the Iron Bank of Bravos a debt, and we always pay our debts. To do so, we give our favor towards each show in coin, be it one golden dragon or ten. So I'm going to ask each of you how many was this episode worth to you. And for me, since it felt, again, like... It, it's just setting up a whole bunch of stuff and it wasn't really like anything like meteor with substance anything I really gave a shit about I'd probably give it like a six or a seven like I'm gonna give it a six because it, it didn't entertain me as much as I thought it would like I left the episode thinking and that was it okay but whatever like like Brittany did you feel the same way I did how well, many Surprisingly, you said six or seven, and, I, and I'm going with seven for me because, like, if I'm going to rate, like, by numbers, like, anything below five is bad. Six is mediocre. Seven is, like, decent. Like, this is, like I said, it was a setup episode. Everyone's story's going somewhere, and, like, the one story I'm most interested in is, is with the, the, bleh, the wall. And that still got me hyped. That got me excited. And then after that, it's, like, Sansa and stuff. So I... For half of the episode that was shown, I'm excited for it. So that gives I give it a seven, decent seven golden dragons. Uh, uh, Evelyn, how many golden dragons do you give it? Um, seeing as there wasn't a lot that really happened, and it all it really did was just you know it was a giant recap, and it just you know tied things together and set other things in motion. I'd have to give it a six out of ten. Yes, same people, same amount. Is he? I agree with you. I I think that it was just a big giant recap. I think that a lot of a lot of that recap is actually wasted with Dorne and what was happening over here with you know Tyrion. Those scenes are actually like really needed, in my opinion. Um, other than that, I th I thought the episode was really good. I thought it was really great. I thought it it did well. It it it, it set out to what it it set out to do. You know, remind us of what happened and closing some you know threads up and starting new ones and setting the show in motion so yeah i agree it's a i agree with six six out of ten laura lastly hmm. how much do you give it it's a hard decision though because i'm between the six and seven i just give it a seven because they talk a lot about the wall and i was excited about the wall but honestly to me it was boring 
the Danari story was like, uh, it could have been better. It bored me. And I like Daenerys a lot. Uh, I, I love Tyron. He made me laugh. But besides that, the entire episode for me was kind of boring. And I was left with a... I, I agree with you, Priscilla. It could have been better, you know? I was like, that's it? That's all we got? It's like, I wanted to see more. I don't know how to explain it. Could have been better. I feel so like give it, it a seven. I feel so, like it left us with more answers, more questions than answers. I felt yeah. like it gave us more answers than questions. That's why, like, I didn't give a shit. Like, I'm just kind of like, okay, now what? Like, did you leave me with anything I give a shit about? Anything? Yeah. Like, I'm like, what? Like, it's nothing. The only, so, reason why, the only reason why I gave it a seven, though, is because we got tortured by the Red Witch. Yeah, because it was visual <laughs> torture. I was like, Jesus Christ. It's like, thank you. I was going to have dinner. Uh, but besides that, it made me laugh, though. Seeing Tyron and the North. That was the only interesting part for me. I don't even care about Sansa. For what I care, she can die. I don't care. And the other characters, I was like, eh. And Daenerys, I like her a lot, but I agree with Izzy. It was like, I don't know. The character in the last season's been like iffy. So I expected something better about the Matter of Dragons. So it was kind of boring, her side of the story, at least on this episode. So you all are pointing out different characters. And I just want to know from each of you who is your most valued player like I'm I'll start like my favorite is actually like I'm gonna take it from everyone like Brienne I fucking loved her fight scene like that was the only thing I was like hype about and when she like I don't know when she accepted like the pledge of service when she gave it like it was honest and beautiful and good and yeah so she's my favorite and she's my MVP but the rule of this game is uh, like once someone says that character's name, like, you can't use it anymore. So, Brittany, I'm going to be nice to you. You're next. Who's Ooh, your MVP? Oh, girl, I have a list here of people in case, like, you guys do it. You already took my first one. Yes. So, I'm going to have to go with, um, what the hell? Oh, okay. I'm going to have to go with uh, someone that you probably all didn't, or not going to choose, so I'll be nice to you guys. Uh, I'm going to have to go with Ghost. Ghost is my MVP. Can he be an MVP? Yes, shit. he can. Yeah, because um, if anything, I'm pretty sure the wall was the most like anticipated, you know, part of the episode that we've been we've been dying for. And if it wasn't for Ghost howling and making a big fuss about John, nobody would have found his fucking body. So I'm gonna go with Ghost, <laughs> and I feel like Ghost, you know, helps them out in case like something was gonna happen. So Ghost is my MVP for this episode. Evelyn, who is your most valued player? Um, I'm going to choose someone that everyone else probably wouldn't have chosen because no one seems to really like him all that much. And it's Sir Davos because he brought everything together. He got shit together for everyone that was still loyal to John, And they were just basically running around like chickens without heads. And he was like, hey, get your shit together. This is what we're going to do. And, you know, he really kept that together for John. So all three of us have picked someone from the north. Izzy, are you going to be the same? Are you going to pick somebody from the north? No, I'm going to pick the spider. Because he's like my one of my favorite characters of this entire like series. Every like That man, when that man talks, the master whispers, he, like, he always has something pertinent to say. He's always so wise. And the fact that he's back makes Tyrion as a character shine. So 
because of him being in this and him being my MVP, it made my favorite character like spot like stand out a little bit more with all the quips that we're having, you know, with the whole like you're not a boy anymore, you don't have a cock, all that, all that thing. Um, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with with the spider. Okay, so we got three people from the north, one person from Marine. Laura, are you picking someone from Marine? Man, it's gonna be hard this one. I have two characters and I, I I have a contradiction here. I think the MVP for me on this episode will be Sansa, even if I hate her. What? Because, yes, I have a feeling that Sansa gonna start a hardcore conflict in the north, if you think about it. Because uh, if she reaches the wall, imagine what's gonna happen, guys. If she tells what happened, that's the reason why I think Sansa will be the MVP because she's doing a lot of movements. She's moving a lot of pieces in this chess game. And I agree with Izzy. Spider is one of them. Tyrion is another one. And I was going to pick Tyrion, but Tyrion on this episode, he didn't do anything like big to chime. So I think it will be Sansa because Sansa running away from the castle set in motion a lot of stuff that is going to backfire in the following episodes. You've left me shocked. Oh my god. I hate Sansa, but I gotta agree and I gotta keep it to her. In the north, the one who started a lot of things and a lot of gears moving is Sansa, even if I hate her guts. Think about it, Ryan, and all the stuff that's gonna start developing in the following episodes because of what she did on this episode. Think about it, guys. It's like a chain reaction. She's gonna make the north get into a huge fight between the same north people. Okay, so with that said, now our watch has ended. Join us next time for a brand new installment of The Throne Room. Visit poppychularadio.com slash archives to download this episode and many more. Registered users will gain access to our archives of previously aired broadcasts. You can also download tonight's broadcast through iTunes. Just search for The Throne Room and subscribe. Please like Poppy Chula Radio on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash radio. Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com with any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Co-hosts, what do we say to the god of death? Hello? <laughs> I don't know, is it... I welcome you. <laughs> Y'all are terrible. It's not today. Oh. Ah, it's not today then. Oh my god, y'all are butt. <laughs> you call our you we call ourselves Game of Thrones fans? What? <laughs> That's awful. But thanks for tuning in. Join us every Thursday at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific for a brand new installment of the throne room. For the night is dark and full of terrors. Good night. <laughs>